This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Friday, the 16th of December 2022. Hope you're having a great new day today. We got clouds outside, getting a little more chilly. Might have some snow flurries tonight, but we'll have to wait and see how the weather performs. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, put your email in there and we'll shoot you out a notice when a new episode drops. All right, these are your top five headlines as we go into the weekend on this Friday. Let's start off with headline number five. Border Patrol agents make monumental bust of methamphetamines worth nearly $100 million. Spencer Brown, border agents working in the Rio Grande Valley sector of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas, made the third largest seizure of methamphetamines this week when they flagged a tractor trailer for secondary screening. What agents found as part of their processes was more than 1,400 bottles that appeared to contain Clorox, but were actually filled with liquid methamphetamine, totaling more than 3,000 pounds of contraband. Border Patrol Chief Gloria Chavez, phenomenal work by our Station, the U.S. Border Patrol agents who seized one of the largest amounts of liquid methamphetamine in U.S. Border Patrol history, 3,036 pounds with an estimated value of nearly $100 million. All right, good job, Border Patrol. You guys are heroes. You're down there working the front lines, trying to take care of the massive immigration problem that we have thousands of people millions of people coming across the border and you're also in the drug fight searching tractor trailers searching cars finding drugs finding illegal immigrants you guys are truly heroes and you need to be respected for the work that you do and the Biden administration should be ashamed of their open border policy that's creating so much havoc even border patrols losing their lives So at this Christmas season, let us thank and congratulate the Border Patrol for a great work that they're doing, protecting our southern border and our national security. All right, headline number four. Russia warns U.S. sending defense missiles to Ukraine warrants consequences. Associated Press. Russia's foreign ministry warned Thursday that if the United States confirms reports that it plans to deliver sophisticated air defense missiles to Ukraine, it would be another provocative move by the U.S., that could prompt a response from Moscow. Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova said in a weekly briefing that the U.S. had effectively become a party to the war in Ukraine following reports that it will provide Kiev with Patriot service to air missiles, the most advanced the West has yet offered to help repel Russian aerial attacks. From the Hill, such a system could help Ukraine shoot down bigger threats from further away but the U.S. so far has balked at sending Patriots in part because of concerns over it being viewed as an escalation by Moscow. Well, there's no doubt about it that the Biden administration has got their foot 
into a potential World War III. The hawks out there wanting to escalate war for financial gains, the military-industrial complex, all the funding, the billions of dollars that go into that industry, and Ukraine, be it that we are concerned about communist expansionism, but the Biden administration should be working on de-escalating, not escalating the war in Ukraine. And unfortunately, we have a president that has always been on the wrong side of history when it comes to national security policies, and this is no different. Biden is not the kind of person that should be leading the, f the free world. He's not competent. He's not savvy enough. He's not a very smart guy, especially when it comes to national security. And it's uh, quite frightening for uh, those of us that uh, really understand the situation between his administration and what's going on in Ukraine and other places around the world like Taiwan and China and CCP, and even in the uh, Middle East with the Saudis and the Iranians and Russians all now beginning to coalesce around each other. And there's talk about them decoupling from the U.S. dollar. If that happens, folks, we are in big, big trouble. So let's pray for America in this new year and that this uh, new Congress can put some brakes on the administration and really to wake up the administration to realize that their direction is not where we need to be headed and we need to take a different tact and a different course. All right, headline number three. Arizona sued by DOJ for building border wall from shipping containers. From the Daily Wire, the Justice Department, DOJ, is suing the Arizona Republican governor, Doug Ducey, and his administration over the use of shipping containers to build a wall along the state's southern border with Mexico. The DOJ filed the lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the District of Arizona on Wednesday, claiming that the project trespasses on federal property. The legal move comes after Ducey issued an executive order in August directing the state's Department of Ener Emergency and Military Affairs to begin a Yuma County project. The 3,820 feet of the previously open border was closed with 130 shipping containers in just 11 days. From the National Review, the government argues the makeshift wall is illegal, dangerous, and interferes with federal duties, and has asked a judge to order the removal of the containers from U.S. land. Well, you got to give uh, Doug Ducey a little bit of credit that he's been trying to do anything he can to stop the invasion of our southern border. And it's actually a pretty good idea. He put up uh, enough shipping containers to build a wall in 11 days. And there's a ton of those shipping containers. You could probably build a wall from San Diego all the way through Texas with uh, the number of shipping t containers that are out there. And uh, it just goes to show you that the, the border situation is a broken issue. Both sides of the, 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 the aisle ought to get together and figure this out because it's, it's not a good thing what's happening with all these illegals coming across our border. It's affecting us up and down the middle class, wage competition, knocking down wages, low, cheap labor. It's affecting the American people. It's not helping our deficits. And we're in a hurt way right now until we can figure out how to solve that southern invasion. Kudos to uh, Doug Ducey for doing something. I hope uh, 
Governor Abbott would do something down there in Texas, too. He's all talk and no hat down there, as they say in Texas. And I hope that uh, he can get off his duff and uh, get moving to do something to try to stop it. Because the, the federal government ain't going to do it. All right, headline number two. Senate passes ban of TikTok on government devices, sending bill to House. Wall Street Journal, the Senate passed by unanimous consent a bill that would ban federal employees from downloading or using the social media app TikTok on government devices in the face of mounting national security concerns. U.S. officials and lawmakers from both parties have raised concerns about the app's owner, Beijing's based ByteDance Limited. In just five years, the application, which allows users to post short videos with music, has exploded into a pop culture phenomenon. It is the world's most popular app used by two-thirds of American teens. From Reuters, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Thursday she had yet to decide whether the U.S. House of Representatives will join the Senate in backing legislation to bar federal government employees from using Chinese-owned TikTok on government-owned devices. Well, there's no doubt about it. The TikTok app should be banned and should be banned immediately. It's scraping data from the American people. We talked about this before. The algorithms are designed to demoralize and to break down the morality of our young people. Two-thirds of teens watch that and, and view that TikTok. It's, it's just a, it's an evil, evil app. Destroys our young people's minds. If you've ever watched some of the content on there, it's very risque. It's very uh, sexually degrading women and the words that they use and how they promote sexually promiscuous concepts and images. And it's really, it's designed that way. The, the, the Chinese have, have built it as a weapon, as a cultural weapon to destroy our family structure, our moral structure. If you study Marxism, you know that one of the, the main targets to break down our country and to subvert it is to break down the family and our religious values. They realize the power of Christianity in America, that in order for communism to take root here, what this app is designed to do is to destroy our moral values, our principles, our family structure, and to get it and start it early with, your, uh, with the teens, to de degrade them. Same thing in our universities was a target oh, back, back many, many years ago in the 50s and 60s, targeting our universities through teaching socialism, and, and we can see now that it's beginning to bear fruit. So we've got a problem, but we need to wake up. We need to realize what's going on. We need to realize that we are being under attack, not with a kinetic war, not with bombs, but a cultural war, spiritual battle, and a war for the heart and souls of the American people. So uh, let's think about this. Let us educate ourselves. You can go over to uh, the book, The Triumph of Good, The End of Marxism, Cain Abel and the End of Marxism. I'll put a link again in my description box. It gets into the details of socialism and Marxism, their roots, their goals, and how they're working. Once you read the book, you'll understand exactly what you see around you You'll understand very clearly how we're being uh, indoctrinated and subverted uh, spiritually and culturally. All right, headline number one. Senate looks to pass temporary funding to avoid a government shutdown. 
Politico, the Senate is sprinting to clear a one-week funding patch that would avert a government shutdown on Friday at midnight, but timing remains uncertain as any one senator could delay the legislation. The House on Wednesday night passed the stopgap measure, which extends federal cash until December the 23rd as leading lawmakers scramble to wrap up a broader $1.7 trillion year-end spending package. Negotiators involved in that deal, however, are keeping the overall spending levels and other details under wraps so as not to endanger support in a rushed timeline. Reuters, it is expected to tally about $1.7 trillion and include aid for Ukraine's fight against Russia's forces and a bill reforming the way Congress certifies U.S. presidential elections. Okay, so this is the, this is the game. This is how they roll. And both Republicans and Democrats are guilty of this. They try to squeeze, at the end of the year, they try to stuff a bill full of all kinds of pork and giveaways, $1.7 trillion added to a $31 trillion debt. This is intentional. We're never going to be able to get out of this. It's impossible if you do the math with interest rates going up. The debt just on on our the interest on our debt is, uh, will exceed our national defense spending, to give you an idea. That's just the interest on the debt. That doesn't count paying back the debt that we owe, and it's going to continue to compound every year. And if interest rates continue to rise, it's just going to make it even more difficult, and we will spiral out of control, and the U.S. government will go bankrupt. There is no other way of putting it in a truthful situation. That's the reality. These guys in Congress, they need to realize that the, if they keep going down this road, paying off their buddies, their special interests, then we won't have a country in the future. And our children and grandchildren will have to pay for it. It's very serious. This is what they do, these omnibus they just they they stuff it full of stuff. They don't give anybody enough time to read it. They don't, you don't even know what's in there. They're and they're now they're messing around with the elections. And if the Democrats have anything to do with it in the election process, you know it's not going to be good. They want they wanted to federalize the election process, take it away from the states. That's not going to work. So if they continue down this road. And uh, we need to fix that, too. We need to get serious. And the, the new Congress coming in, the Republicans, if it's going to be McCarthy, they better get serious with uh, tightening up their purse strings and cutting off any other types of programs or things that they want to get passed by cutting the spending to those programs. Put the pressure on and stop this idiotic way of running a country. All right, those are your top five headlines for this uh, Friday as we approach the last week before Christmas. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. God bless everybody. Have a great day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandermark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 